Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Doing well, Sean. Sitting in the parking lot here at uh, Kroger Field, watching the cars go through the uh, COVID testing line. But uh, first scrimmage today for Kentucky, uh, pretty pretty big day typically. That's when you start seeing some shuffling on the depth chart. Uh, I think you kind of start to figure out young players who might be able to help you. And, um, you know, just in general, it's it's good, I think, for the players. It's maybe the first real taste of football of the fall when you go full pads and, and get that first scrimmage under your belt. Yeah, and injury news as well. And you kind of always hold your breath when Mark Stoops approaches the podium after a fall camp scrimmage, Derek, because we're so used to – annually receiving some type of bad news but today's injury news is actually good news compared to what it was on Thursday so wide receiver freshman Dakel Crowdis we know he suffered an injury Thursday during practice I know there were fears that possibly could be done for the season or at least long term Mark Stoops remains optimistic he said that Dakel does not have a torn ligament he has a strained ligament and at the end of the press conference said that they hope to have him back in a couple of weeks yeah, I mean, that was big, big news. Um, ever since yesterday when we kind of found out from Ryan Lemon, his report, that it wasn't going to require surgery, I think that was very optimistic. And, um, you know, Stoops was talking about a matter of weeks. So I don't – probably going to be pushing it at this point to be ready for Louisiana Monroe. I mean, we're just three weeks away. Um, but I kind of wonder, Sean, if he might be ready by, you know, maybe Missouri. But if not yeah. Missouri, I think you get a good little segue right there with Chattanooga that next week that if he is game ready you can get him some reps in that game should be a much more low stress uh situation i mean i don't know if they would play him against missouri if, if, they, if he wasn't in there against louisiana monroe because that's going to be a huge game and if someone's you don't want to force someone in there who might not be ready but you give it one more week you get in a situation where you know they should be playing backups for yeah for most of that chattanooga game so if they can get that that'll be a really good thing for them but yeah i mean that's another thing today. I mean, Stoops mentioned it and uh, confirmed it elsewhere. No no injuries today. I mean, nothing serious anyway. Nothing, that, you know, no one's season ended today or anything like that. So I think, honestly, that's maybe priority number one out of any scrimmage is just yeah. the health. Well, and on the, the news of DeKale, too, when we're talking about that injury, obviously this is the first week of practice. So a full week is completed yesterday and then a scrimmage today. And DeKell was a guy that we had heard a lot of positives about through the first week. So we know he was trending towards playing. That I don't think that's going to change when he comes back. But do you, do you think that if there's a positive that you could find coming out of it, that maybe it kind of forces some of those other young guys to maybe get more reps and, and get going here the next couple of weeks? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it sounded like Crowdis was, was having a share of the snap. So with him out, you know, someone else has to step up there and, and take those. I just think DeKell is so unique and is – with his speed, I mean, there's just really nobody else like that. And until until Jordan Anthony signs this upcoming year and, and, and shows up for next season, you're not going to have a guy like that. So I, I do think it's going to force some other guys to step up, whether that be, you know, Demarcus Harris or, you know, guys who have been around for a few years. But overall, though, I think the takeaway has got to be that there was a period on Thursday where I think we all thought maybe Crowdis would be lost for the season. And now there's a true path that he – he would could still help this season and I think that's a huge boost to this team and I think getting that news probably probably lifted everybody's spirits over there at the football facility and, and everybody listening to this you know their question is who's the quarterback <laughs> Mark Stoops didn't give us anything today he, he actually joked and 
said, you want me to bring Vince out here and, and let him talk to you again? So we got nothing on the quarterback play. He's going to continue to say that all those guys look good until he's ready, in my opinion, to make that call. Yeah. No, I thought that was a funny moment today. <laughs> he says Miro's on lockdown, so for anybody hoping to hear from him again, uh, and, and that's how it was going to be anyway, whether Vince said that or not, just the way they're doing interviews this year with COVID still a factor. Um You'll just get a new crop of assistants next week, yeah. basically. So he wasn't going to be back out regardless, but it was funny that uh, Stoops talked about locking him down. So, um, yeah, you're going to get – until they name a starter, you're going to hear the same old, they're all doing some good things, yeah. things like that. What we learn, and, and when you cover things like this, and I think more will probably come out as the day goes on. I don't know when people are going to listen to this. But um, you, you can kind of just piece together things from what players say. Wondell Robinson was one of the offensive guys who spoke. He said that the offense had one 10-play drive and they also had a one-play scoring drive. So I don't know who that was yet. I'll find out pretty soon, or we'll see it. I mean, UK always puts out a video on Saturdays after the scrimmage, so everybody will be able to see uh, who did some things. But that's encouraging, I think, from a, from an offensive perspective. And um, But neither Robinson or Josh Pascal, the two guys who talked today, they didn't give up too much info. It sounds like... Uh, maybe Pascal got blown up on the first yeah. scrimmage of the game <laughs> or first scrimmage of the day. Uh, Might have got hit pretty good by the offensive line. Wondell uh, joked about that, and Susan Lax, the media relations director, uh, was was joking with Pascal over it. But hey, I mean that's two sides of the ball. Those those are guys who have been around a long time. You know, if you're just thinking about the matchups, it was probably Kennard with uh, with Pascal over there on the left side, or Horsey as well playing on that left side. So you got guys who have been in college a long time, and those are. Those are big bodies going at it right there. And um, we didn't get a snap count or anything. I can't imagine that those starters played too many reps today. There's just no reason to. When you got guys that are experienced, you want to try to do your best to keep them healthy. And we always talk about this. One week into camp, stars emerge. Maybe a name that you weren't expecting to really be a factor and is kind of dominating the headlines right now. And Isaiah Cummings appears to be that guy. Yeah, I mean, Stoops, what they call him, a difference maker, I think, today. So that was a phrase that he used. It it sounds like – and that's really not that surprising, Sean, because you think about – and this is not picking on Justin Rigg or or Brendan Bates. They have a purpose in this offense. They're they're more of inline blocker guys. I think they were great fits for the other. I can imagine, though, seeing a more athletic – just the look he can give you. It's, it's, It's unlike anyone. I think Jordan Dingle will be that guy, too. But Dingle just got here. You know, he's not really been – he's not gone through a year of college practice. So, you always got to be careful. There, there's probably guys every year who in camp show up and you – maybe their impact in camp is greater than what it actually shows up on Saturday. I mean, I can think of Cleveland Thomas being a great example of that. His fr- which he was a true freshman, though, in 2017. But he was kind of the talk uh, until Lynn Bowden got there. But with Cummings, I think that's probably real. I think he's emerging as a spot that you can look at him as a, as a guy this season that you, you can count on. I don't want to put a over-under on the balls he'll catch or things like that, but I think I think the sky's the limit for that kid. And When you see Stoops, how much he downplays some guys in some positions, he, he's had no problem. Yeah. None of the coaches have, have had a problem um, complimenting him. Which tells me another thing too, Sean. It tells me that they think he can handle that praise yeah. and keep working and doing things like that. Because they, you know, the guys who they're. Marquand McCall stands out to me as a guy every year who would get praised, and the coaches would always have that kind of caveat, like he's got to keep, keep working, got to keep going. You don't hear that as much with Cummings. Mm-hmm. I think he's a guy that. Uh, we did the 
breakout player of the year thing on Cat's Paws the other day. I'm kind of regretting not choosing Isaiah Cummings for that because I think he, he could end up having a really big year for him. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And, and then transitioning to the defensive side, the a big note was J.J. Weaver still isn't live. Mm-hmm. I know that was a question that a lot of people had. So Mark Stoops has said he's not going to rush that. Probably the same thing with DeKell coming back from this injury. Mark Stoops doesn't like to rush those things. But I'm assuming J.J. probably moving closer. I would think so. I'm going to say he probably doesn't see any action that first game. Or if he does, it'll be very minimal. Um I mean, I think you'd just love to be able to have him for some snaps against Missouri. I think that would be great if he can get there and, and be ready for that. And then maybe you can get him a, a few snaps against Missouri, see what he can handle. And then that next week against Chattanooga, same deal. Keep kind of grooming him. And then hopefully when you're talking about that South Carolina game, we're talking, what, six six weeks from now, something like that? Yeah. I think that'll be a point where he might be ready. Yeah. Might be ready to go. And you can get him ready for that big stretch with you know Florida and LSU and Georgia coming up after that. And yeah, you're essentially adding a an elite talent to your roster yeah. if that happens. But any more notes on the defensive side that you had takeaways from? Uh, two things. Carrington Valentine was pretty – well, I guess all the secondary guys were by Wondell Robinson. But Stoops, you got asked about those freshman linebackers. So Martez Thrower, of course, and then Trevin Wallace two guys who he said, you know, they got to keep figuring out the calls, figuring out the defensive terminology, but they do the most important thing. They can find the ball. They can tackle a guy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the most important thing to do. And those two guys, uh, I mean, I think it's been known all along that Wallace was, was going to be a big factor in this defense this year. Um, and, you know, who, I, I seriously doubt that Jacquez Jones practiced today. I've not heard whether he has or not, but he was just in a boot four days ago. So he probably wasn't out there today. Um, so that's probably giving Thrower some, some opportunity to get in there. and He's got a great name, so I hope that he can have a good career here because it's just fun. Martez Thrower, it's just fun to say. Yeah. So I hope that uh, hope he has a good career. But I was a little less sure on him contributing a ton this year, but I kind of think he – it sounds like he's going to get his chance anyway. You know, you got those four games to work with, with that red shirt rule. You can kind of strategically figure out when you want to play them. Um I actually would be curious. I mean, I don't know how much Stoops would elaborate on it. Um, but I would be curious with that red shirt rule. Anytime you have two, you know, you call them kind of gimme games, as they should be, Louisiana, Monroe, and Chattanooga, you got two games up front in the start of the season. I almost wonder if Stoops likes having that because you can kind of – I think you would probably prefer it that way because those should be low-stress situations to get some guys in, get them some work, and see if they can handle more of a workload. And if you know right away after that Chattanooga game that they can't, then you can save them for one of those games at the end of the year where they can get some more reps. You don't have to worry about that red shirt rule. But that's not the way it always works out in practice. I mean, you could have a guy 
I think about Chris Lewis. Chris Lewis might be more ready by yeah. week seven, but uh, those are some hard decisions coaching staffs have to make. You saw it with Demarcus Harris, or sorry, it was. Um, I think it was Demarcus. No, Demarcus he redshirted, didn't he? That yeah. year, he was a guy that we thought maybe uh, was going to play. I feel like there. Was, oh, Alan Daly is who it was. I want to say Alan Daly his freshman year. I don't want to say they screwed up. I think they reached a point where. He probably wasn't ready, but they burned his red shirt anyway. Yeah. So those are those are tricky calls the coaching staffs have to make. But uh, go, I, I can't remember. We're talking about the linebackers. Is that long? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's so a throw thrower, the thrower. That's what you're going to have to watch for uh, and see if he'll be ready after those first few games. Yeah, and, it, and as we wrap up here, Derek, my biggest takeaway is the energy that Mark Stoops has yeah. about him. Like he's in a good mood right now. Did yeah. we just get invited to practice this week? Well, it's easy. Didn't we have a situation in the spring we where did. we were going to get in and then we didn't? Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's easy for Stoops to to say, yeah, that sounds great, you guys. I don't see any reason you can't come watch. But in, in practice, picking, you know, just the logistics of it all, I would love. I hope he, I hope he lets us in this week. That would be yeah, great I hope so. if he uh, gets us in there. I almost wonder if they – am I crazy for thinking some of it's going to come down to the quarterbacks? I, I almost wonder if they – want to wait till they get in a spot where they might know who the quarterback is going to be and then bring us in and have them in and then it's no big deal if if you have a quarterback getting a ton of the reps people won't read into it as much because you would have already named a starter so i don't know their timeline on that um i've long said i think it'll be game week but i went back and looked during the stoops era it's kind of varied i, I truly think he probably has picked guys when they are ready when you sit back and think about the terry wilson getting chosen over gunner hope the first week of the year to be kind of blunt, that might have been because neither one of those guys was very good uh, in fall camp, whereas Patrick Tolls back in 2014, I think he was named about close to two weeks yeah. before the season opened. So that will probably be a factor. I hope he lets us in. That would be great um, to see how things have come along, and I think it would be good for fans to, yeah, would be. to read a little bit more and hear a little bit more. Yep, and we'll we'll be right here on Kentucky Daily to update you on all of that this week or anything else that happens in the coming days. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time.